minus one minute. T minus fifty seconds. T minus forty seconds. Minus thirty seconds. T minus twenty seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Zero. Own it, own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. That is right. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And of course, I'm not alone. She is your editor-in-chief and host for tonight as well. Santana, how are you feeling tonight? I'm good. I mean, we're off the heels of SummerSlam. My Night Raw was great, honestly. Um... I don't know what else I can really say. I mean, it was a it was a really good show that we had in a very for a very very long time. I mean, it was the women really dominated the show tonight. I can't say that. Um, so I, I I definitely can say that I was not sleepy at all whatsoever per usual. But it was a good show. So. It was. And let's jump right on into it. Speaking of the women, Becky Lynch opened up the show tonight. Of course, it was reported by Fightful's very own Sean Ross Sapp that she did suffer a shoulder injury um, that seemed to take her out of action for a while. But she still had a few things to say. Um, She wanted to leave a message to Bianca Belair, the current WWE Raw Women's Champion. And, you know, it it was another heartfelt moment. We see at SummerSlam, they hug it out at the end. You know, they shake hands and even become partners in a sense. And Becky's talking, you know, she's giving her promo and stuff. And then, of course, Bianca comes out. She talks to Bianca for a while as well. And, of course, I mean, like I said, they hug it out again. She tells her, you know, hold it down, B. I will see you soon. Um, it's really sad to see Becky have to take time off, but we, we don't know if this injury is just a write-off, if it's real. Um, we really don't know, but what did you think about this segment? Um, I thought it was a nice way to kind of close out the chapter of Becky and Bianca. Um, we've seen them all both spiral back from last year's SummerSlam and, you know, Bianca, I guess, really closing this chapter at SummerSlam. Um, she looked good in her red suit. I can't say I hope she posted it. Um, I would love if she posted, but I don't know if she will. But um, 
I mean, it was a nice way to kind of be a send off for a moment. And I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, I would never thought that I would see Becky align herself with Bianca after losing at SummerSlam. But, you know, when one horsewoman leaves, another one returns. That is true. And before Becky could even get out of the arena herself um, and to make it back home, she was actually attacked. So we were very curious to see when Bailey and EO and Dakota were actually going to show up. And they wasted no time showing up, attacking Becky with a chair, even putting her arm, her injured arm, in the chair. And, of course, I mean, Bianca is known to not have a lot of people. Um, she doesn't like to see people being jumped or ganged or any of that nature. So, of course, Bianca sprints in her heels, um, as she always does, and makes sure that um, Becky is okay since they have a newfound friendship. Um, unfortunately, Bianca does not get to them quick enough. But we'll see what happens later in the show because, as we know, Bailey, EO, and e uh, Bailey, EO, and Dakota were running havoc throughout the entire show. Uh, Joseph says this was a flawless way of writing off Becky if she doesn't need surgery, hoping she is back by Survivor Series. I would like to see it as well. Um, next up, we had a triple. Th we had two triple threat matches that were announced. Of course, uh, Champa versus Dolph Ziggler versus Chad Gable in in one match, and then we had Miz versus AJ Styles versus Ali. Um, winners winners of each of the match would face each other later that night, um, well, tonight, for the United States Championship opportunity. And they did a really cool vignette as well um, for that. But, of course, we had the first match here first. Uh, AJ Styles um, was... Uh, Okay, AJ AJ Styles won the first match. I was a little confused because it was trippy right here. Uh, he wins the first match, of course, and then he is the first one to um, get his ticket for the opportunity. What did you think about this match? Um, I thought it was really good. It was interesting to see that we have two triple threat matches happening tonight. I thought maybe they just link them all into one match and call it a day. But I think Triple H wanted to spice it up a little bit, and he did, so... Um, with AJ winning, um, I mean, it was only right. I mean, it was just more so like, um, I guess, building something between him and, of course, the other person that won uh, later on tonight, which I know we'll get into. That is true. And Sammy, one of our writers, uh, says that the segment between everything that was going on with Bailey, EO, and Dakota reminds him of how the Riot Squad and Absolution came in. That is a great point. Uh, moving right along, though, uh, of course, Becky gets her arm checked out. Um, we see Adam Pierce and one of the uh, uh, medical assistants there doing what they can to make sure that everything is okay with Becky. Um, we really don't know at the moment, um, but we'll we'll just have to see. Um, and of course, Bailey had a message. Um, she was very serious. I'm going to try to see if I can. She said, this isn't about Becky, and this is not about Bianca. This is about us, and you'll see soon. Um, 
Sammy says uh, that he wouldn't be surprised if three more women came on Friday. That would be really good. Um, Joseph says Santana is right. I thought they would have done AJ versus uh, Champa right away, considering AJ helped Logan Paul win on Saturday. That first hour had to be spicy since it was commercial free. Joseph also says, is anyone a fan of Janet Jackson? I think Bailey was. She used the lyrics to Miss Jackson's hit control to describe this group. That's a good analogy. I didn't know that. I'm not the biggest Janet fan, but here we are. Um, we also see them walking out as we thought they were walking out. Um, the Usos came in as well and greeted them. Bailey kind of smiled. EO kind of smiled. Dakota did this kind of awkward look like, mm, you know, whatever. I'm here. Just happy to be here. Um, and then, of course, they did what they had to do. Um, but following after that, Seth comes to the ring. You know, he has a, a lot to say. And he he really makes his mark on Roman Reigns. Um, but he is certainly interrupted by the Street Profits. Um, what did you think about what did you think about this segment? Um, I thought it was great. I mean, Bianca's husband, Becky's husband added against each other. I mean, they try to play rock, paper, scissors, but obviously Montez is a little too smart for Dawkins and tricked him and snatched the referee down, and they end up having an amazing match. Uh, one I never thought I would actually see, but um it was it was really good. Um, but I mean, Seth ended up picking up the win anyway. Um, so I mean, you know, it was it was a great match. I will have to say, I would love to see more uh, from Seth and Montez uh, since he kind of has his eyes set on Roman um, at the moment. But Roman does have his already has his opponent scheduled for a class at the Castle with Drew McIntyre. So maybe afterwards we'll if that if. Roman doesn't get dethroned at class of the castle, then maybe we'll see uh, Seth and Roman for Survivor Series, maybe. But Theory is still lingering around somewhere, so. That is true. Um, Seth Rollins did defeat Montez Ford. Um, great match. Probably one of the best, better matches of the night, to be honest. And, of course, he picks up the a victory. I did think for a minute Montez possibly could gain the victory, but uh, once Seth was starting to dominate and take control of the match, I kind of figured um, it would be over. Um, we also were supposed to get a pretty nice match between former rivals, if you, if you want to say. People, uh, two people who have met in the ring multiple times. Uh, Lexa Bliss has been gaining singles victories along with Asuka's been gaining, uh, they've been gaining some tag team victories together. Um, and now they face, you know, one-on-one -on -one in, in what I thought was going to be a good, clean fight. However, of course, to no surprise, this match ended in no contest after they were attacked by Dakota and Io and Bailey yet again. Now, this is the third time that we have seen them at this point of the show. And it really showcases what they're doing as of now, with with them as a trio, um, what did you think about the Alexa Bliss and and um, Oscar match? Not match. Um, I think with with Alexa and Oscar, I mean, I was 
prepared for this match. Ready? I mean, it was going pretty well um, before um, EO and Dakota and Bailey interrupted, but they've been they've been running a lot of most of the show tonight anyway. And so I guess this was what we were meant to wait and see for with them. And I mean, it's just so happened. And then Bianca comes out and she just says, you know, I don't care who it is. I want to match with one of y'all tonight. She switched out of the heels. She put her J's on and she's ready to go. Um, and she comes to try to save uh, Alexa and Oscar, but uh, control is just a little bit too uh, quick for her as they get out of the ring. And it looks as if like EO is the one that is going to, you know, step up to the plate and accept uh, Bianca's challenge for the night. She did. She definitely stepped up and we'll get to that match um, a little later because it did happen, I believe, at the nine o'clock hour for people who are on central time. Um, uh, we also see this triple threat match, a continuation to the triple threat matches for that opportunity to face Bobby Lashley. Um, I was, I really, really enjoyed this match. I did think for a second that it was going to go to Dolph Ziggler. I wasn't sure if they were going to get, actually give Ciampa a, an actual like opportunity. We've seen him in NXT, obviously hold that title down there. And still a lot of people in the WWE universe are not as fluent with Ciampa, of course. But I mean this this forum um was was crazy. What what did you think about this match? What I will say that I did like that they did bring up NXT um because you know they've tried to forget that NXT even exists. And so, I mean, these three guys were really wrestling out there. I mean, from reversals to different spots and everything, they were really doing an amazing job. Um, I thought maybe it was going to go to Ziggler too, but honestly, I think it would have made a lot of sense to have Chompa win to go against AJ Styles um, because they're the ones who do have the actual feud going on here. Um, so, I mean, it was nice to see that he won um, because there's, there's obviously if, if certain people were in control, he wouldn't have not won. He probably wouldn't have, um, but I'm glad he did. Yeah. It seems that um, with all the changes that are being made, it seems like Trumpa might be one of those people that can see the day of light. Um, maybe even a Shayna Baszler as well. But Ciampa is definitely someone that I believe who should be in a title picture, no matter if it's the United States Championship or a world title, um, even a tag team title. I, I think him and Miz, their gear um, for tonight and SummerSlam was just really impeccable. The pink, black, and green. We haven't really seen that lately um, in any promotion, in any wrestling promotion, in any division. Um, even with the women, you know, we've seen it, of course, with Jade over in AEW, of course, with her being an AKA. Um, but yeah, she was worn pink and green before, too, and black with one of her gears, too. Um, yeah, has it been lately or was it in the well, past? Well, it was like in the past, but she, she's yeah. definitely, you know, worn, worn those colors before um, in various different different colors. Um, but it, it, I honestly say that green might just be. Uh, Chompa's color, to be honest, because it really was good. Yeah, she's an AKA. Mm -hmm. She is. 
She's all the way down. Nine. We never thought she was, but she is. Looking at her old pictures, I could tell. If she pledged anything, she definitely would have pledged what she pledged. Um, I saw some basketball pictures of her. Um, but Champa did a really good job, and I and I'm actually excited to see. Um, wow, I'm actually excited to see what happens with Champa as well. Um, to be honest, because I think anything is possible. I think that, um, and of course, we'll talk about the AJ Styles and, and Champa match here in a minute. But um, big shout out to Triple H for making this happen, honestly, because in my opinion, I think that this is, this for Champa is way overdue. I remember when they were bringing up, like, I think it was like Aleister Black. Champa, um, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Gorgana, well, Johnny Gorgano, and I, I want to say it was Ricochet, but I, I think it was somebody else, but I don't know. I know they, I remember they had like a tag match one time, mm -hmm. and like some stayed, some left, and I remember reports hit that like Champa wasn't too excited on, on the direction that they really wanted him to go. Um, and we don't, we never know reports are reports. We, you know, we never know what, what's true, what's false, whatever, no matter if it's reported. I've said this before. I think a lot of the, even when you get it from WWE or even when you get it to, from the officials, I believe that some of these, some of the pr promotions give people stories just to throw off everyone because they know they're going to, they know they're going to give it, you know, they know they're going to report it. And it's going to pop on, on someone's news or someone's feed or something. Someone's going to make a story about it. And that's why sometimes, you know, we have to be cautious. For example, Sasha and Naomi, prime example. We we still don't know. We heard rumors that they were going to return tonight. We didn't see that. Um, you know, things start to speculate. But to the point, it does seem like things are on the ups for someone like Ciampa. And I say someone like Ciampa because there's many other superstars who have come from NXT. Like I said, Shayna Baszler, who has honestly been thrown to the wayside. Um, if you remember a couple weeks ago, she was supposed to be in a tag match, um, tagging with Shotzi. And Aaliyah and Lacey came out. They got the whole segment. Lacey pretty much talked the whole time. Shayna was given nothing. And I don't know if that was just something that, oh, we're still going to show your face and maybe you're not here or whatever it may be because we don't know. But in a sense, I just feel like there's just not a continuation of, of some of the NXT superstars. So sometimes we don't really get to see um, the up and up. But I do think, I really do think that this is going to be a good look. For Champa, um, as we move on, though, we did hear from Edge, um, and you know there were some things that transpired, obviously, at SummerSlam. Him saying that he came, you you guys put me in hell, and now I'm back. Um, what did you think about Edge and he, kind of kind of a new look, but not really, but kind of a new look. What did you think about his um, return 
I mean, for weeks, I mean, people have been saying it was Edge anyway. Um, it's just a matter of time for it to happen. Um, his hair, does, he does look better. I mean, it's given very much how he looked back when I think maybe 2011, maybe 12, something like that. Uh, when he kind of like first initially retired, he was doing the Edge and Christian show on the WWE Network. Um, so it's kind of given that. But I mean, at least... Um, I can't say that he he's intending to go after the Judgment Day and basically get rid of them one by one. And it seems like he's going to probably be starting with Finn Balor um, first um, as he works his way on to getting rid of the Judgment Day. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what transpire um, with Edge versus the Judgment Day. Will he have some people on his side? Um, will there be some people coming back to assist him maybe? Um, who knows? I mean, there's only the beginning. So whatever happens, uh, I'm here for it. Absolutely. Um, I'm not the biggest edge head, um, past or present, but it is good to see him still be able to, I mean, one of the best promos we've heard in a, in a while from anyone at that point. Um, he's, he's really good. I mean, he, he's really good at what he does. And I think that, him coming back is such a pivotal moment. Um, and to be honest, seeing him do his thing over here in WWE and then also see Christian be this super amazing heel over in AEW, it, it's really a good contrast. And it's almost like seeing evil brothers or evil twins in a sense. Um, we also had a comment. I am new to your stream and this was a very good episode of raw. Thank you so much for joining women's wrestling talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Uh, make sure you subscribe, make sure you like and follow and also come back. Cause we have a lot of amazing shows that we do throughout the week. Uh, one of our subscribers here, uh, Jamie, says Edge looks more modern. And I think that is a very good observation because he does. He looks so, um, he looks very healthy. He looks very intuitive of what's going on in pro wrestling and in sports entertainment. He walks with a different, it's almost like we've we've literally seen the growth of Edge over this year, over these years. And even in the past three years, I believe so much has changed um, with Edge. Who do you think um, when Edge and Finn do possibly get their match, when do you think it will happen? And who do you think will actually get the win in that match? I mean, it could happen at Class of, uh, Clash, I said Clash of Class at the Castle. Um, it's possible that you know, maybe, you know, maybe there there has to be some type of build probably going on. I mean, of course, we kind of see what happened towards the end of the show. Um, but it could happen at, at the um, class at the castle or it could happen at like a um, maybe a Survivor Series or something. They don't really have that many other pay-per-views happening or anything like that anytime soon. The only main focus is the class at the castle. So um, probably... It's, it's possible. Who who honestly knows? Um, I don't know. Whatever happens, I'm here for it. It, just, it is what it is. Yeah, um, I got the key. Says I assume they will all. They will. They will on SmackDown or next week. And then Joseph says I agree with Nikki 100. percent Ed showed us how good on the mic he was doing 
he was during the pandemic era of Raw. He was just missing that crowd to give him the energy that he needs to feed off of. And I think, Joseph, you bring up a really good point because everyone can't be that Sasha and Bailey during the pandemic era where they were they didn't even need a crowd. They were so dominating and so captivating in a sense that it didn't matter. Some superstars, especially in WWE, can do whatever they need to do, whether it be a crowd or not. And we really saw people really make or break their careers in the pandemic era. So having the audience can help and it definitely depends on the superstar and it is the the weirdest thing about the whole pandemic era is that the promos that were being cut like you literally just heard them clean like it was good but there was no response and so it really felt like, and they were, they were talking to an empty arena, but it felt like they were talking to a brick wall. There was nothing there. It was nothing but air. There was nothing going on. And so I'm glad we've moved from the that pandemic era. Um, but I do think that everyone doesn't have that capability. And someone like Edge, Edge definitely is someone who benefits from that crowd. He knows how to move a crowd and not everyone has, you know, has that ability. Um, Seth, uh, Sammy says, bring both. He meant to raw. I think he meant both or something. ASAP CP. Hopefully we get Finn versus edge edge. I don't know. It's a fan. And then Finn Balor comes back as a demon. Is that a move? You know when they put the head the head on the chair and then they he smashed him in the head, same thing they did to him? That's what he's saying. Wow. I didn't even know there was a name for that. Mm -hmm. um, Jamie says, great point from um, I Got the Keys about the crowd. And then um, Ron says, Seth found his true voice during the pandemic era and used that time to prepare for live shows. I agree. I really agree because Seth was already a great wrestler. I just, I just don't know if his promos were really there now. Absolutely, like Seth is Seth is the top talent for the men for me, in my opinion, um, with or without a belt. Um, I think Beth Phoenix is gonna help Edge deal with the Judgment Day. Hmm, I didn't really think about that. I mean, it's possible because I mean, her and Rhea have a photo together. Rhea is a Rhea is inspired by Beth Phoenix, so mm -hmm. I mean, it only makes it right if Aaliyah Mysterio can't do it, get yeah. Beth to do it. Um, it's only right. That's all I it is. It is. It it definitely is. Um, and then ASAP CP is dying in the comments um, for me not knowing the name. So that's hilarious. Um, but moving right along, we also, again, we see Dakota Kai, EO, Sky, and Bailey. Now, I was not present for this uh, for the SummerSlam post show, um, so you guys really didn't get to hear my thoughts. But we were live actually at the event, and we got to see all of these returns. 
Um, and for me, I'm, I love Dakota. I've always been behind Dakota. Um, I wish I had my hoodie, but I don't know where it is. It's probably my trunk. But um, I popped so hard. I, I literally cried because I didn't know where the hell D Dakota would even be, to be honest. Um, I didn't even know if Dakota would even like come to impact or go to, I, I didn't, I didn't figure she would go to AEW. That's just kind of, uh, I think she, she kind of hinted on her Twitch, not going to AEW a little bit. So I kind of was just like, okay, well maybe she'll just go to impact or, you know, of course, stardom or anywhere. But I was not expecting to see Dakota Kai on Monday night raw this Monday, the Monday after SummerSlam, or to even see her pop up. Like, it's a very pleasant surprise. She has a new look. She's dropped the King Coda. She's picked back Dakota Kai back up. And it just looks absolutely amazing. And they, this three, this trio that I'm seeing, they look absolutely immaculate together. Bailey running the show and this was actually the first time that we actually heard from Dakota and EO. Dakota had a message after Bailey and said that we know how to play the game. Shout out to Triple H, right? Because that basically, and my lightning is just, y'all, it's crazy tonight. And that is just a contest to the work that Triple H is doing, right? Like that scene, Dakota Kai makes me feel so I don't even know what the word would be but I am I'm hopeful I guess I'm hopeful to see what could happen because let's be honest and I see one of the comments here um I would love to see control versus toxic attraction in a match they could easily pop up in NXT easily tomorrow they could attack Toxic Attraction tomorrow, which would be wild, which would be crazy, and it would give us some cross-branding. Bailey back in the NXT field, along with Dakota Kai and EO. Now, we know EO and Bailey have been former champions. Dakota Kai has been a tag team champion in NXT. It would just make sense. Um, before we move on, though, I want to read some of these comments that I missed. Um, Ron says, perfect that EO has a great talker like Bailey as her voice. I think that's immaculate because I know EO had a message to Bianca, but it's it's good that she can have a talker at least sometimes, right? Um, Ron also said he loved that, wink, wink. Um, and poor Becky Lynch. Um, Joseph says, last I heard, okay? Last I heard, Dakota was in talks with AEW, but nothing came of it. Um, here, WWE or Impact is where I thought Dakota would be. This faction is cool. It, I get, it gives the women's division on Raw something new. Euphoric, I think is that word. I don't know what the hell that means. Um, what if they cost Mandy the title? And they bring up Toxic. That would be crazy. Um, and Joseph agrees. I can see that, Sam. That's right. Mandy has to face Zoe Stark at Heat Wave. Um, and ASAP CP says, well, I'm glad she's not in AEW. Woo! That would be depressing. 
she would have made a lot of AEW sexuals like myself a little happy, even though I I don't know if I would have actually like wanted to. Mm. Yeah, I don't want I don't want her. I didn't want her in AEW. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be really frank about that. I think that they are slowly like it's it's like a seesaw with their women sometimes. Um, they put on a lot and they put on some, but we never know. But with this trio. This is one of the surprises, one of the biggest surprises of the year for me. Absolutely. And our post show for SummerSlam with Santana, TK, Stephanie, and Gerard are is all um, available now on YouTube and Twitch. So make sure you check that out to see what they had to say about all the chaos that happened um, at SummerSlam. Um, let's see. I wonder if Triple H is going to revive the Riot Squad and Absolution Angle. That would be nice with Toxic Attraction. Um, I could potentially see Lash, Tiffany, and Cora coming up. Um, I could see Roxanne being one to come up to as well. I think she was one person that everyone loved. So we'll see. Um, but moving on, of course, we get to the match with Bianca and Io. Um, did you think that this match was going to end clean or did you think that the same thing was going to happen? I didn't think it was going to end clean. I mean, one thing I can say is that the first time we saw, if anybody was watching NXT, Bianca versus EO was like 2019. That was their first and last match they ever had with each other. Um, and then they started working together uh, for war games as a part of Shayna Baszler's uh, team. And then to see full circle that they're uh, wrestling against each other, each other. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I thought it was really good to remind me of 2019 when they first wrestled each other. Um, both have a lot of growth. Um, and I'm I'm thoroughly excited to see EO back. Um, I've been riding EO for a very, very long time. And when she came back in summer, so I was very happy um because I know that she was injured and that um to they was just having reports about her not you know, being done with WWE and going back to Japan and to see her pop up, I thought that was great. Um, that was a big moment for me. Um, didn't like that she popped up on Bianca, though, but, I mean, it is what it is. But, I mean, Bianca has three women on her right now, and it seems like, you know, she might have some help. I know people thought maybe it was going to be uh, Sasha and Naomi to help assist her, um, but maybe they may have something planned for Sasha and Naomi along the way um it's still in conversation but um at least she has oscar and alexa on her side to at least even out the odds at this time yeah i agree i would have loved to see it be sasha naomi maybe like uh, a revamp of a, a trio that was once known as team bad and maybe just you know swap tamina for bianca but I just personally, it, you know, of course, Bianca came out for, she she helped Becky. She helped Alexa Bliss and Asuka. So, of course, you know, during that match, they're going to return the favor. Now, what what I found it in, in, what I found the most interesting is that EO comes out to the ring alone. Mm -hmm. And it makes us think that. And it's mind games that they're playing. It makes me think, oh, like, they're going to showcase their dominance in a way that's saying we're better by ourselves. We're even more. We're even better. We're even greater with each other. So it made me think that maybe 
we would not see them come to the ring. However, of course, we see them sneaking up as Bianca's on the top rope and kind of distracts because Bianca was holding on to the match. She really was dominating. She was taking control. Of course, as a champion, you want to you want to look dominant. Of course, you want to look believable. EO took Bianca to a different level tonight. And I think this has been one of the best matches that Bianca has put on on Raw thus far in this in this solo reign she's had with the Raw Women's Championship. Um, but she goes to the top rope, and of course, EO takes advantage. But not too long, like I said, Bliss and Asuka decide to make their way, you know, to the ring as well. And then, you know, of course, at first, you know, before we get to all this chaos, right? At first, the match was going on. But then, and I don't know if anybody noticed it, but Bliss and Asuka ended up switching sides. And then we see them go after, and literally, it's a brawl. Like, they go after each other. So we have Asuka and Bliss on one side. And then we have um, Dakota and Bailey on the other side. And then they just clash. And what's so good about this is that we still had, and if you look in the corner, we still had Bianca and Io trying to kill each other. So now we've gotten to a point where this is this is not about this is not about camaraderie. This is not about who's better than who. This is literally about Bianca is is tired, Bliss is tired, Oscar's tired. These th this whole new crew has came in, invaded their division, and now it's time to get down with the get down with this brawl. Um, what did you think? What did you think about this? Um, this this whole concept that th that they went with tonight for this. I mean, this is what I've been wanting. I've been wanting to see the women brawl like the men do. The men always have their brawls in the middle of the ring, backstage, and so on and so forth. Why can't the women have their brawls like they used to? So, I mean, you got three women in the ring who all held their own, all former champions in some sort of way. And you got two old rivals, Bailey and Alexa, going at it. Um, you have old rivals with and, and former partners um, in the war games, EO and Bianca. Then you got Dakota and Asuka, who I don't, I can't, I don't think they were ever in a match with each other if I, if I, can't recall. I don't remember. No, I think Dakota I, was coming. Like, yeah, I think was Oscar was leaving. Yeah. So I would love. I think I would love to see. Like maybe next week we have Oscar versus Dakota probably. Um, in in their match probably happen next week. Um, if they put that into play. Um, but I mean, it, it's awesome. I think that is great. Um, I I love how the women literally carried the show tonight. Um, and that's really all about it. Let's Triple H know, like, look, we have women, we have women stars here that can literally be seen throughout the show and continue a story from start to finish. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for next week and what they have in store for these six women, to be, to be honest. 
And just a quick update. There was actually a match between them, but it wasn't one-on-one. Mm. Um, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai versus Oscar and Kyrie Sane. Mm. Was it that, for the tag titles or something? Or um, no, I think it was just a match that they were having. It does not specify if the titles were actually on the line. Okay. Um, it just states that the Kabuki... I would love to see them in a one-on-one, though. I will say that. So, it, I mean, it could happen next week. Um, it's possible, but yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people are wanting Oscar versus EO. I've seen I've seen this over and over again. They um, wrestled in stardom. Yeah, know. they've had um, their bout, but yeah. I would love to see it in WWE as well. Um, but this this went crazy, and this is what this is what puts women's wrestling at the top of the map because when you when you let the women be a consistent force. In the entire show, in like literally from top to bottom, we saw the women. We saw Bailey, EO, and Dakota literally run the entire thing. Um, the titles were on the line. This would lead to uh, Regal making the first ever War Games and Dakota's heel turn. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I genuinely. I love I'm not the I'm not the biggest EO fan. I never really have been. I love Bailey, of course, because of the four and and just her ability to really she's she's one of the better the better wrestlers, honestly. And then with Dakota, I just absolutely adore Dakota and I've always wanted to see her. Um I was really pissed off at how Raquel like she never beat Raquel, which was so um which was really genuinely disheartening for me. But I mean, some of your best, some of the best women in NXT have never held a title. Dakota being one of them and Bianca Belair as well. They never held that NXT women's championship. Um, So it happens. And then, you know, you get, you become a star. The one thing that I will say before we move on is that I could not help but watch um, Bianca Belair's face when she saw Dakota Kai. Um, it was one of those moments where she was like, oh my God, I'm so happy, but hold on, I'm in character. Like, hold on, I still have a job to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so rewarding because I went back and I rewatched SummerSlam with my, uh, gran- uh, with my granny earlier. And it was, um, it-, it was amazing. And to see that and to see them, you know, real life fan- friends, and to be so close, and now they're not on the same team, but they're still working together. I know Dakota, I know people are very happy to see Dakota finally get her rub off um, and finally get a, a well-deserved push um, for for EO as well, too. Um, but overall, I thought it was really good. Um, but of course, we have to get down to the get down. Uh, two matches left, you guys. The United States Championship will be defended next week. Champa defeats AJ Styles. And I honestly, I was not expecting this. And I should have because, of course, of who's in charge. But I was, I was not expecting this at all. Champa got two wins in one night. Like, that is the direction that I want to go in. I want to keep Ciampa 
at the top. What did you think about the match between, of course, AJ Styles and um, Ciampa? I mean, I thought it was great. Um, this few ball over over it's from SummerSlam um, with Ciampa, of course, finding his way to end the fear somehow in the Miz and Logan Paul match. And then AJ Styles comes out of nowhere and him and Ciampa have their, you know, brawl outside of the ring um, and so on and so forth. But I mean, Ciampa's a Triple H guy. So, I mean, when Ciampa is standing delivered, Ciampa and Triple H are standing at the at the stage together because that was Ciampa's last match at NXT. So, honestly, I, I'm happy that he's getting his push. You know, I'm, I'm, it's nice to see that the guys in NXT who have came up, or the, the stars that came up to NXT, from NXT to the main roster, are getting their opportunities uh, that they deserve. Um, and the match with him and Bobby next week is going to go crazy. If he beats Bobby and becomes United States Championship, that would be great. But I also do feel like it could lead to Miz and, and Ciampa maybe somewhere down the line. It's possible. Yeah, maybe Miz turns. He's known for turning. Um, Ron says, Hunter has his hands in all kinds of cookie jars. Happy that um, Ciampa, now formerly known as Tommaso Ciampa, uh, is finally getting some well-deserved shine. Well, well, ASAP CP says, Ciampa is a heel, and he has Miz in his corner, so it kind of gives it some worry factor for Bobby. So it makes sense. And I agree. I think anything at this point could happen. Could Logan Paul come out and help Bobby be in Bobby's corner while the Miz is in Ciampa's corner? That actually is plausible. That That's... that's that could actually happen. Although he, he beat him, you know. Yeah. I mean, of course, Miz is going to find, yeah, I mean, Miz is going to find his way to interfere some type of way, like he helped Chompa get his foot on the rope and mm -hmm. stuff. So, I mean, Bobby is the one who defeated the Miz for that uh, WWE Championship anyway. So, yeah. I mean, it's possible. Who knows? Maybe he'll show up in, in the Miz hometown next week. That is true. Um, Ciampa should have gotten pushed when he came into the main roster. But the moment Vince McMahon brought him to the main roster, he killed his gimmick and pushed and pushed. But thank God Vince is gone and Triple H is restoring his push and gimmick. Uh, and ASAPC Twitter would hate that. Um, I, I I don't know if they, I don't know. Twitter would go crazy. Twitter um, has different things to be honest. Yeah. They really do. Um, but last but not least, of course, we are at our main event. Um, and I know we did things a little differently tonight. Normally, we save the women for last. But going forward, we're just going to go through the show from top to bottom. Um, so you'll get everything literally in order. Um, so for those that some of our viewers that chime in with us and stuff. Normally we do save the women for last, but we're going in a new direction and we're going to have just everything go as the show goes itself. Um, our main event tonight, of course, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships were on the line. The Usos defending against the Mysterios. And I know there was a lot of speculations Behind this match, there were a lot of things that were being said. I know for me, even I wanted to see a turn 
tonight, but of course it just didn't happen. Um, something happened though. All right. As they retained at SummerSlam, they also retained tonight. Um, what did you think about this match between the Mysterios and the Usos? Um, it was really good. I mean, it was it was very fast paced. Um, it was nice to see the Usos and the Mysterios face each other off again, like a year later, to a year or two later, after uh, I think they actually beat the Mysterios for the Raw Tag Team Titles. So, I mean, the crowd was hyped. They were definitely behind the Mysterios. At one point, I mean, it looked as if, like, uh, Dominic was going to pick up the win for uh, him and his father. But the Usos are just, just too smart, just too uh, precise about their thing, the way they do things in the ring. And, I mean, it's exciting to see um, Mysterios actually get a title opportunity. Um, but their, their luck ran out when, of course, um, Judgment Day came in and started beating the crap out of them again, including Rhea, literally demolishing uh, Dominic. And then Edge comes out um, to, you know, do his part per usual um, and stuff like that, which I actually didn't get any photos of that because I didn't post any. Um, but it was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's just messed up at the fact that in the midst of is trying to do his spear. Um, he ended up hitting Dominic um, in the midst of it. So I don't know. Could it cause tension between the Mysterios and Edge? It could. Um, it could not. But I mean, it's just kind of like, well, what's next for the, for the Usos? Like, who are the Usos' next opponent is going to be? Because right now, they're really, it's really not any opponents for them at this time. So who knows? Yeah, that's true. Um, there's no telling. Um, I would like to see the the um, Viking Raiders get in there somehow. Um, we also had a comment from Joseph. I wanted to see the new new champions tonight. It would have been sweet, poetic justice. The Usos, 381 days reign, started in Texas. Imagine if it would have ended in Texas. I think a lot of people thought it was going to end at SummerSlam, but it didn't. Um, and it's just unfortunate. I mean... The Usos are kind of the Roman Reigns of the tag team division right now. Um, the day of the Usos will the day the Usos um, will lose their titles will be the day Roman loses the titles as well, which could be until Clash of Castles, um, Clash of the Castles. By the way, I'm not sure. I don't know if Roman will ever lose his title. I think he's going to relinquish it. And I still think he's going to be Drew. I, I just never see him or a cash-in. I think Drew's going to win and a cash-in happens. I don't really know. Um, anything is possible at this point, to be honest. But at the end of this match, we did see, of course, Judgment Day come in. And, of course, Rhea goes and immediately attacks Dominic. And it's crazy. Um ASAP CP says, I think the Uso going to lose it before Roman. And Joseph says, I think they are at a point they may have to call up teams from NXT 2.0 so the Usos could have fresh challengers. Right out the Creed brothers. They're really good. They're, they are really good. They're really, 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 um, really, really, really good. Um, I agree. And then, of course, um, mm -hmm. we didn't even see Theory tonight. We didn't. I didn't even notice that. Um might have had some trouble issues. Who knows? He might have stayed back in Nashville, honestly, to party and have a good time. Um, but Rhea decides 
to push Dominic in the way of Finn as Edge's spear is trying to spin spear fear. Uh Finn, I mean fear. Um, it seems as if that there's something gonna happen with that because Dominic obviously was injured or something was going on at the end, you know, Ray came in and was trying to check on him and everything. So I don't really know, to be honest, but judgment day comes and then edge comes and then, you know, it's here. Do you know? And you said that um, you think we're going to get edge and Finn. um, So that could be a possibility. And then what happens with Damien and Rhea? Do we see Rhea, Get her opportunity, you know, with um, with Bianca, maybe. Well, it seems like they might have Bianca and Rhea like on the back burner as of right now because Bianca seems to have her hands full um, with three other people. So it's not likely that they'll probably start up with her and Rhea again, maybe at a, a later time, a later pay-per-view, a later show. Or something like that, but it seems like Rhea is heavily involved with the Mysterios and Judgment Day thing to the point where, like I said, I think Belle Phoenix could come back and do some assisting with that there. So, yeah. And um, ASAP CP says, My theory, craft booking, is that the Uso is gonna lose, Roman gonna get mad, they, they starting to get annoyed at. <coughs> oh, bless me. Um, they getting annoyed at Roman. He loses whenever that is. They say, now you lose what? You ain't the big dog anymore. The fight initially, Roman wins. I'm the tribal chief with or without gold. And here comes the rock. Jesus Christ. That was a lot. Good booking though. Beth versus Rhea is a matchup I can't wait to see. And also bless you. Thank you so much for that. Um, but yeah. That was the show, you guys. Um, really, 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 really good show. Monday Night Raw was the best it has been um, in such an amazing time, to be honest. And I really and enjoyed it, honestly. Any last thoughts before we get out of here? No, not really. Um, Raw was good. Can't wait to see what happens next week. Um, make sure you check out all the other shows that we do have this week as well. If you would like to, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to our Twitch channel too, and support Women's Wrestling Talk. Um, it's only up from here. Yep, and you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitch. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and everywhere. Really, uh, TikTok as well. We got some um, TikToks that we posted. We have some, um, yeah, some amazing stuff. So. Um, are you going to let everyone know where they can follow you? They can just Google me, Dreon Santana. Perfect. And you guys can follow me at Nikki Bougie. That is Twitter and Instagram. And of course, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Until next time, you guys. Ciao. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.
Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.